Welcome to Season 3 of Yoga Corner Chats, where we dive deep into the wisdom of purpose-driven women who are rewriting life's rulebook. I'm your host, Shelby Phoenix, and I'm thrilled to embark on this transformative journey with you. This season, we're breaking free from the ordinary, celebrating the extraordinary, and embracing the unapologetic pursuit of authenticity. Join us as we explore stories of resilience, self-discovery, and the pursuit of an uncharted path. Our conversations are more heart-centered than ever, delving into the core of what it means to lead a life in alignment with your values. We're shattering societal norms one episode at a time and redefining success on our terms. Each week, we'll be joined by incredible women, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, wellness warriors, and more, who are daring to be different and inspiring us to do the same. Get ready for an abundance of inspiration, empowerment, and unfiltered authenticity. So if you're ready to trade conformity for creativity, perfectionism for purpose, and self-doubt for self-love, you're in the right place. Subscribe now and join our vibrant community of listeners who are choosing to live life authentically. Yoga Corner Chats is more than just a podcast. It's a journey. Let's embark on this path together towards a life that aligns with our deepest values. Are you ready? Roll out your mat, take a deep breath, and let's dive in. Press play and let the transformation begin. Welcome to Yoga Corner Chats, where real women, real conversations, and real transformation happen. Welcome to a very special episode of Yoga Corner Chats. Today, we're doing something a little bit different. Instead of interviewing a guest, I'll be turning the spotlight on myself. In this episode, I want to share my personal journey, experiences, and the story that's shaped who I am today. It's a deeply personal conversation that I hope will resonate with many of you, especially those who, like me, live with bipolar too. Why am I doing this? Because I've often found a lack of relatable stories when it comes to bipolar too, especially from women. I believe that sharing my journey can help others who might be feeling alone in their struggles. From my early life to my love for yoga and mental health to the day I was diagnosed with bipolar 2, I'll take you on a journey through my experiences, my challenges, and how I've used yoga and mindfulness to manage my mental health. But more than just sharing my story, I want this episode to be an opportunity for me to connect with you, my listeners, on a deeper level. I hope you find pieces of my story that resonate with your own experiences or at the very least, get gain a better understanding of bipolar 2. So without further ado, let's dive into this self-interview episode. I'm honored to share this deeply personal part of my life with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Yoga Corner Chats. This is Shelby, your host. And as I said, today I'm going to be turning the spotlight on myself to share a bit about my bipolar to diagnosis. But before we dive in today, I want to guide us through a few deep breaths to get grounded. So I invite anyone who's listening today to join us. Settle down into your sits bones, whatever surface you're sitting on. Get nice and tall through your spine. 
Take a deep breath in through your nose, fill your belly, rib cage, collarbone, and then a big sigh out. Two more in through the nose. And let it all go. One last time, fill up. And release. All right, so let's dive in. So my journey leading up to my bipolar disorder diagnosis probably could start as early as like middle school when I started showing signs of anxiety and exhibiting that physically, typically through migraines. Um, and throughout high school, I definitely had periods of depression. Um, but I was always kind of labeled as the anxious person or maybe depressed. Um, but I was always told by everyone that I had anxiety disorder. Um, so I kind of just took that as fact. Um, as I went through um, my teenage years and into college, I probably exhibited some early signs of hypomania um, through uh, behaviors, especially when I was drinking. It's easy to cover up some of the impulsive behaviors when you're drinking or some of the poor choices. Um, you're like, I was just drunk. Um, but I think some of that definitely was hypomania. I just did not know it. Um, so I was in and out of therapy. I tried different antidepressants. I w was diagnosed throughout the years. Um, and then in 2017, I had a really bad um, episode where I got very depressed, lost a lot of weight, um, and, and... I felt like really, really sick. I couldn't figure out what was going on. It was starting to get to me that people were just saying I had anxiety because I felt like it was something more than that. Um, and it was around that time that I actually was um, first kind of softly diagnosed with bipolar. Um, the nurse practitioner I was seeing at the time thought that the antidepressants were lifting me up into a hypomania and she prescribed me a mood stabilizer and she didn't actually diagnose me with bipolar but she said it seemed bipolar-ish and the mood stabilizer seemed to work and keep me fairly stable for a few years and then COVID happened and all my whole world was like ripped out from under me being a teacher I really did not cope well with the sudden transition into um being teaching online and like taking care of those kids and I became really depressed um and then 
uh, when the summer came and we started to be able to go out in public, I feel like my hypomania like kicked into gear. And um, for me, and maybe I'll go into this a little later, hypomania doesn't necessarily look like euphoria, elated mood. It looks like irritability, anger. Um, I lashed out like at people at work um, during that time. And that was a challenge. I ended up quitting my job. I felt like I really couldn't do it anymore. Um, and so around that time in 2021, I started watching a lot of TikTok and the algorithm started to pick up, um, that I was ADHD. So I was seeing all of this content about being ADHD and I was like, yes, I aligned. I feel like so much of this resonates with me. So I went and I sought out a psychiatrist and I was like, I have ADHD. And that kind of started the journey to my true diagnosis. So I had um, a neuropsychological exam done so I could be tested for ADHD. And they do like an IQ test and um, impulsivity test and like test your math skills and um, give you questionnaires about all different mental health disorders and they interview you. It's a really long process. And then at the end, you have to wait weeks and weeks to get the results. And they give you like a 12, 12 page packet and they're going through and reading the results to me. And they're like, yep, you have ADHD um, and you have bipolar too. And I was, even though I kind of had had a diagnosis in the past, I still was like, what? <laughs> I didn't come here for this. Um, so it was still a bit shocking for me. Yeah, definitely to get that diagnosis. I also at the time was diagnosed with nonverbal learning disability, which could be a whole other episode. But when you get a diagnosis like that, ADHD, bipolar, comorbid um, disorders that are diagnosed together, you can like look back on your life with a different lens because you can see how those conditions impacted some of the things that you were doing. Um, and also you can look forward um, knowing that there might be some relief <laughs> coming when you can get the right diagnosis and the right treatment. Um, so for those of you who might not be familiar with bipolar disorder, um, today we're going to be talking mostly about bipolar 2 because that's what I have. But there's two types of bipolar disorder, bipolar 1 and bipolar 2. Um, bipolar 1 is probably the one you imagine the stereotype of when you hear bipolar. Um, so there's going to be mania and depression. Um, mania sometimes can um, put someone in the hospital. Um, so that's typically what you think of for bipolar 1. 
Sometimes people describe bipolar 2 as the less severe version of bipolar, but that's not necessarily true. So bipolar 1 is marked by highs mania. Bipolar 2 is marked more by depression. So someone who has bipolar 2 is going to spend most of <laughs> most of the time they're having episodes in a depression and then they go up to a hypomania which is like a subdued version of mania um so that's kind of the best explanation i can give what also makes bipolar 2 tricky is that hypomania the less severe form of mania sometimes can just look like high productivity, lots of energy, lots of socializing, um, feeling really good, feeling really happy sometimes. So people don't necessarily seek out help when they're in that state, um, but they do seek out help, which is what happened to me when they have depression. So that's why it's a lot harder to sometimes get diagnosed with bipolar 2 as well. Um, so when I received my bipolar diagnosis, it definitely impacted my life because it impacts the way that I view myself, um, the way that I understand my emotions, and like the way other people perceive my emotions as well. Um, so some ways that bipolar disorder can manifest for me is, um, so when I have hypomania, a lot of the time it starts really great. I'll have like power days. I can get so much done in a day. I like, um, can like sit down and, um, research how to start a podcast and like get the first episode recorded all in like 24 hours. I feel really confident. Um, I feel like hypersexual. I want to go meet with friends. And at work, people are like, oh my gosh, you are getting so much done. When I was a teacher, like hypomania was great because I would go into the classroom with lots of energy and excitement and then be able to plan lessons and be around all the kids. And it was so much fun. And then depression hits and all of a sudden you can't um, keep up that level of energy. Um, you can't get everything done that you want to. You don't even feel like doing any of it. Like, you don't want to be around people at all. You start to feel really bad about yourself. Feel like, um, you know, there's no hope. Things are bleak. Just wanting to, like, be still. Not really necessarily wanting to eat a lot. Um, and then having those highs and lows all the time is very confusing for, your, for myself. But also can be confusing for other people. Um, and I don't like to share a ton with people, even who are close to me. So I think that um, it can be kind of hard to seek support when you're feeling ashamed of the way that this is impacting your life. Um, 
One thing that has like been super important for me in being able to manage my bipolar symptoms is to maintain a routine. So like when COVID happened, my teachers have like super routine lives, like because every day is like structured. When that routine was taken from me, that's when my bipolar spiked. So having a routine in place is super important for managing my disorder. Waking up at the same time, going to sleep at the same time, eating at around the same time, exercising at around the same time, um, and making sure to build in like wellness, like yoga, um, and things like that to make me feel physically healthy so that I can feel mentally healthy. Um, seeking support also has been really, really important. I personally mostly get support from my psychiatrist. Um, I'm working on getting a new therapist, but being in therapy is essential. Um, and just like trying to be as open as possible about what my needs are, because if I don't ask for what I need, then, um, you know, no one can actually support me. Um, if you think that you might have bipolar disorder, I would recommend and researching as much as you can about it online, keeping track of your moods, um, and kind of like providing some evidence of why you feel that way because it kind of has to be documented over time. Um, but really seek medical help if you can because bipolar disorder can end in, in people who have bipolar disorder are much more likely to commit suicide and it um, progresses as you get older, the disease can get worse. So if you can, I know here in the United States, the healthcare system is absolute garbage. But if you can find a community health center even that is able to offer you some support, please go see a medical professional. That's like gonna be the best thing you can do, honestly. Um, yoga has had a super profound impact on my self-growth and my journey in the context of managing my bipolar disorder because one of the first steps towards me having awareness about how I even felt um, was um, finding the connection between my mind and body. So once I noticed that connection, then I could start to see the patterns um, and the ups and downs of the bipolar disorder. Um, I think that, um, for me too, yoga, it allows you to learn how to manage your nervous system, um, because sometimes, like, you just have to be able to tolerate the situation um, like, um, you know, going to work and feeling super anxious, like you have to just be able to tolerate it. And it's kind of like when you're in an uncomfortable yoga pose, you use your breath to tolerate the discomfort. 
um, just so that you can make it through day to day and not feel so uncomfortable. Um, I also think that, um, you know, being able to, to prioritize your self-care, to not be drinking alcohol, to not, to be sleeping well, like, like sleep is a priority and taking your medication is a priority and, um, it's extra important if you have bipolar disorder to make sure you're putting your self-care at the top of your to-do list. Um, so one of the things I want to do on Yoga Corner Chats is to inspire and support others who are facing similar challenges. Um, so I'm hoping that by sharing my story of how I was diagnosed with bipolar 2 disorder that, you know, whether you have bipolar, maybe you think you do, you know someone who does, I hope that my experiences can have a positive impact on whoever is listening because I know that I struggle to find content about bipolar 2 that I feel like actually resonates with my experience. Um, and sometimes reading a scientific article online isn't going to make you feel affirmed in your experiences. Um, I know that just sharing one little moment um, can make such a big impact that I also hope this inspires you to share about your own struggles whether it's with someone you know or with your community. Um, raising awareness takes away the stigma, which is going to help everyone who is struggling with mental health issues or bipolar disorder. Thank you all so much for listening to this special episode of Yoga Corner Chats. If you have any questions about bipolar disorder, about my journey or story, feel free to send me an email. It will be in the show notes. Subscribe and like Yoga Corner Chats wherever you're listening so that we can be found by more people. I would love if you shared this episode with a friend. And until next time, have an amazing day and chat soon.